Underwhelming Thruxton, which saw Jordan bounce back, Jordan bounce into a barrier, and Blundell just bounce around the steward's office. <laughs> Sam, are you well? I'm good, thanks. It was it was a poor showing this weekend, wasn't it? I have got rid of my notes here right at the top. Do you think the drivers are giving a bit of a dressing down following the Donington Park uh, escapades and told to calm themselves around what is the UK's quickest circuit as it was a little bit more timid? It was timid, yeah. That is a possibility, but I also think that Thruxton it doesn't offer itself to the best racing. There's only two big braking zones, isn't there? Possible passing places... And we didn't see that much overtaking this weekend. No, I think one of the reasons for that was if you get it wrong at Thruxton, it's <laughs> big consequences that we yeah. saw during the race with uh, Ollie Jackson, race two, which we'll come to, um, as we saw in race one, with Col- uh, race three, sorry, with Collard, which again we'll get to. And we've seen in previous years where people have been off sort of like half a mile into the field. Or over the barriers. Or over the barriers, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Nick Howell's had a particularly horrendous crash here a couple of years ago. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those where I think drives are naturally more timid, and I do perhaps think the stewards were saying that if there's any uh, any shenanigans, then there will be heavy punishments, and subsequently six penalties have been given out following the event. So Yeah, we've, we've got to hope that later in the year um, it, it gets a bit more exciting. Yes. Otherwise, we we may not see Thruxton be twice on the calendar next year. Well, I wouldn't complain about that anyway. No. But all I would say is that the later Thruxton will be in the heat of summer, and that could yeah. be interesting for tyres. But anyway, on to the actual action we saw. Should we begin with a qualifying report? Qualifying report. Uh, the story was twofold, really. Track limits and Mark Blundell. Or oh. Mark Blunder, as perhaps we should start referring to him as. Yeah, I mean, the amount of times that got disallowed or cancelled for track limits was ridiculous. Well, they, in, for the race, they removed the uh, marker and the chicane and replaced it with tyres. Tyres, yeah. Um, which, it, 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 it worked. It worked, yeah, it worked. But there was also the possibility that having a great big bundle of tyres there, if someone goes into them, it's quite a lot of damage we, as well. Yeah, we did see some expert driving from Neil to slalom ski style around them. Threading the needle. Indeed, indeed indeed. Um, should we start with the Chilton incident then? Yeah. Um, it's a back crash, isn't it? Poor from Blundell. It's it's very poor. It's, it's poor spatial awareness. It's, I don't know, poor driving, really. Yeah, he's already pushed Chilton across the chicane, making him straight line it, and when he gets back on, the whack is... Yeah, I, mm. Where do you think he's gone? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. You know, you know you just pushed him across the chicane, you should be looking for where he's coming back onto the track, and he's just not looked at all and just sent him straight into the barrier I have to say I think it's harsh that Chilton loses his quickest time because he yes technically he has caused a red flag but I mean it's not his fault in any way shape or form no not at all that that does seem silly it's part of the the questionable rules for qualifying we said this in in the first podcast this year at Brands where people were going off in the wet yes it's difficult conditions this it's not his fault no exactly completely yeah, completely out of it. Yeah, he's he's a to quote Tim Harvey, he's a passenger. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do think it was harsh. He had his uh, best time disallowed. Blundell, three races now, been involved in an incident in each one. Yep. Chilton questioning his future in the sport. I think. Yeah, he called him dangerous. 
I think Chilton said he's one of the most um, sort of dangerous drivers he's ever come across, in the, the most inexperienced drivers ever come across on the touring car. Gruda was that effect. Um, yes. I have to say, it's difficult to disagree with Tom on this one. He's no. been caught up in three big incidents at his three meetings so far. Do you think he'll stick out to the end? I think it. They they will get a point in time where trade price cars are going to have to make a decision. Yeah. I, I don't see him necessarily stepping away unless the team has been involved um, because I think he's got far too much pride in that case to step away from yeah. something before giving it a really good go. But um, he said he said on the opening weekend that it was going to have to be a learning experience, and he's just not learning quick enough. But it's odd because Tom put this in his interview that I read that you know you shouldn't be able to tell the Mon winner and a yeah. F1 XF1 driver how to race. I mean, the touring cars is a different animal, of course it is, but I mean the principles of racing remain the same. Look where people are, spatial awareness, be able to do more than one thing at once. But yeah, I mean as we said. Times were deleted in qualifying, 24 of them in total. Butcher set uh, the fastest time initially, had that yep. wiped, unfortunately, for him. That was a track record, he it said, was, yeah. before it got wiped. Um, but two drivers that didn't actually get a time cancelled were Plato and Neil, two of the old hands. It's what you expect, it's experience and knowing the track and where you can push and where you need to hold back. Yeah, we're going to go into more details we'll go through. Plato loves Thruxton. Um, yeah. And I actually thought he had a fantastic weekend, I have to say. But Neil, um, Neil was on pole last year. Yes, yeah, yeah. So. But Neil, I think Neil's is only slightly less impressive insofar as he's in the Honda, which we know is quick. I thought yeah. Plato got every single possible uh, inch out of that Astra this weekend. And, uh, we'll come to that anyway later on. I thought it was a big pole for Tordoff, I have to say. He's a. Uh, had a, an indifferent start to the Ooh, year. I'd, Some would say I'd, a poor. I'd say a poor start to the year. Hasn't scored points. No. Um, and this was a weekend where he ne- really needed to get something on the board and be competing again with Rory Butcher, who yep. has far outshone him so far. Absolutely. So good good pole for him. Other than that, the only other surprise I, I suppose I had from qualifying was how low Cook qualified down 11th. I know he has the weight on the car. Mm. Yeah, considering they topped test times um, a couple of weeks ago at Thruxton, yeah, just they thought they'd lock something into the car and just didn't really seem to have the pace this no. weekend. Um, and so that, that was shown off in qualifying. Uh, and with, with Smiley as well, I expected more out of those cars just because we know, looking at the rest of the grid, you know, it's Hondas, it's BMWs, look at the top mm. 10. You know, the only yeah, you've got um, two Astras, two in, Astras there. in there. The only car breaking the mould there is a Subaru. The rest are Hondas. Yeah, which uh, and BMWs, which we've kind of come to expect from Ash Sutton, haven't we? Again, I say it almost every time we record, he finds a way of getting everything out of his car. Certainly does. Um, and I, I say it again on record, he's the best driver on the grid for me. One thing to note: top twenty drivers covered by just one second. Yeah, it was a lot closer this weekend yeah. in qualifying, but you expect that Thruxton because you know there's not as many corners to make a mistake in and drop the nope. time on, you know. Um, they have concreted over uh, the exit of Exits of Church. There um, uh, used to be a rumble strip out there, it's now tarmac. Tarmac. And a lot of drivers were actually running wide through there. Under the grass, yeah. Um, just trying to find the find the limits. Yeah, yeah. Race one. Well, should we move on to the race then? Um, the first race was particularly processional, I thought. wasn't overly interesting. <laughs> Uh, Jordan won from third. I mean, did well to get through to the front. Didn't you know do anything particularly exciting to get there? Some good as, moves, but you know, as you would expect, both the BMWs off the second row had excellent starts. Yeah. 
Um, and Jordan was able to pressure Todd off for the majority of the race, which told by lap 13 when Jordan was able to push past after a mistake from Todd off. Yep. Um, I think it was a case of the tyres were going off that late into the race and the BMWs are known to hold on to their tyres a little better yep. than the front wheel drive cars. Um, Oliphant had a penalty for a false start uh, for encroaching over the grid line. Um, again, that's our three opening races uh, at three different venues and uh, three different drivers have been given a penalty. They do yeah. seem to be sticking to this rule. And it's good to see the drivers are learning from it. Less less penalties going throughout the year. Yep. But I say it's just interesting that they, they do seemingly you know want to stick to this in a big way. And fair enough, we questioned at the start whether it would be something they would stick to yep. throughout the year. But so far, it appears that they, you know, they, they're sticking to that. Um, I thought Moffat did quite well on lap one. There was an incident into the chicane uh, where he yeah. almost spun round. did very well to kick the rear of the Mercedes background. It, all, it all bunched up a bit, mm, didn't it? And it, did. um, it just seemed like he ran out of room. And those we know that what those curbs are like at the final chicane. They're big. They're, once you get up on top of them, it's, it's difficult to keep control. Um, and as a result, Chilton and I think Cook or Smiley had to take avoiding action and go across the chicane. Yeah. Um, the only other thing of note really was that Sutton and Neil had a little bit of a, a silly tangle. Um, to do. A little to do. Yes. Yes, a little gathering. Um, Neil saved it very well, in my opinion. Sutton but was a little bit robust for me. but Neil had a great run coming out of church down yeah. to the final chicane, and he was in front. Yeah, Sutton's um, not alongside. No, and you can see Sutton's on the grass when he's trying to fight back. Yeah. Um, when you're on the grass, you lose, lose the grip, and he's got into the side of him. <laughs> Neil booted the throttle and threaded the eye of the needle again. Uh, it's interesting after that Louise spoke to both of them on the grid uh, before race two, and neither had any qualms with each other about it. I mean, it's just odd that Neil had such a, a lot to say about the Chelsea incident at Brands. Perhaps there's more respect, perhaps between Neil and Sutton. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it was the fact that Neil was ahead. He was gradually moving back onto the racing line, and Sutton was still there trying to get back. Um, but the fact that he was already ahead before the corner and Neil cut the chicane, I don't think drivers would have had, e either of them would have had any issue with that. No. Um, the only thing that's slightly surprising in this race that um, players didn't make any places, weightless of course, uh, on the grid, but equally, uh, yeah, he finished behind some very, very quick cars. That, oh, yeah, certainly. All Hondas, all BMWs, which have absolutely dominated not only this race, but the, the series so far. But I was slightly surprised that he didn't perhaps pick up a butcher you know just well again it's Hondas and BMWs in top five positions and we know what Thruxton's like yeah I think I will say on the flip side players does well to keep the likes of Neil yes Cook Hill Sutton etc behind him so I don't think it's a disaster for players at all and as no. I said I thought it was a very solid weekend I was just slightly surprised that he didn't come through um, it, sh it shows what the car can do though with Collard there in eighth and Plato yeah. in sixth at the yeah. end of the race. Good, good solid. solid. It's a solid weekend solid like they had at Donington. Solid start. Camish set the fastest lap, which he could have quite easily had pole on Saturday as well. Yeah, um, slightly surprised he did perhaps take Tord off as well because Tord off seemed to have a problem towards the end of the power yeah. steering. Uh, it was smoking quite a lot on the grid as well before. Yeah, whether that was like just tyre heat or oil overfill, yeah. I think. I'm not sure that actually contributes to the power steering going as such. Um, any any big shocks on the first race? I mean, the Oliphant down in 23rd. Did have the drive through penalty though. It did, yeah, true. Um, um, but you'd expect that BMW to fight its way back through the field, considering yeah. the other two were in the top uh, 
top four. Are we sure that uh, Tom Chilton had a fully fixed car? Well, I, it, I, it I was ask, a big hit. I ask because he didn't make his way through the field like I anticipated he would. No. Um, I know the Ford isn't the quickest car here. No, I mean, um, Ollie Jackson finished 16th and Tom in 18th. It wasn't a great showing from either Ford this weekend. No, it wasn't. I was just expecting you know, Tom just to work his way through the field a little bit more mm. effectively, I suppose. You know, I'm not... I'm not Entirely convinced that his car was fully fixed. I have to say, not to so it's too yeah. dangerous to race, but I'm not convinced it was at, at optimum performance. No. Race two. Again, a fairly processional race. Uh, Jordan won off the start. Turton put some pressure-ish on throughout the race. I think Colin knew he was not going to do anything silly here. No, I think Turkington towards the end of the race probably had the pace on Jordan. Yeah. But he knows how to win a championship. He knows he just needs to be consistent. Yeah, he knows, without being too harsh, he knows Jordan didn't score any points last time no. out. Jordan is going to be a protagonist in this championship race, we, we feel. So, let's not do anything silly. We're going to make points up in him anyway. Uh, and, you know, if they tangle and get it wrong... Um, you know, you're going to jeopardise both your races and the team's race. Yeah, um, I think before the start of the race, Jordan was over 60 points behind yeah. Colin, which you you want points for the team as well. Yeah, so let him win that; doesn't really matter. And Turks is not going to risk you know, blowing a tyre or sticking it no. in a barrier for the sake of a couple of extra points. You know, um, impressive from Jordan, you have to say. Two wins under his belt, mm. bounce back. I mean, you can't you can't bounce back any better than no, that. Really, can't you can't ask any more. No, you know, um, with. The amount of repair that they had to do to the chassis of the car as well. Yeah. It's the same car. Yeah. It's not even a new, new chassis. No. Um, they have had to borrow parts off a prototype shell. Credit to WSR for getting the car back out there this weekend. Absolutely. One thing I have written down is, um, believe me, the BMWs and Cambridge's Honda were fast in this race. Yes. I, I, I saw it the most in this race, that yeah. they were bloody quick. Um, um, both, yeah. both Tordoff and Butcher seemed to struggle with carrying weight. They did this race, and they played so moved up the field a little bit yeah. and got himself up to fourth. I have to say, I think a podium is coming for play, so if he's going to carry on like this. Yeah. Um, but equally, yeah, Cambridge, Turks, and Jordan are a class of their own in this race. They were so ridiculously quick. Yeah. Um, couple of incidents to talk about. Yeah. Um, Jackson Smiley colliding oh. at the um, final chicane, side to side again. Wing mirror to wing mirror, it's like a bit of argy-bargy, really. It's almost like putting a really slow bit after a really, really, really fast bit mm. is a bad idea. Uh, it was almost a mirror image of the uh, Blundell-Chilton incident yeah. qualifying. Except, yeah, it's poor, it's poor from Smiley, gives Jackson no room whatsoever. He, he should have bailed out of yeah. that. Yeah, there's no room. There's no room. Um, banging door mirrors. Around the outside, he could have quite easily taken that little cut through through the chicane yeah. and then given the place back to him afterwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was poor from Smiley, I have to say. I think that uh, Jackson could feel uh, aggrieved yeah, about certainly, that. Yeah, certainly as it put him out of the race with suspension yeah. damage. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton spun off, wasn't even deemed worth a replay by the ITV team, so yeah. Hamilton's facing the wrong way. We, yeah. we assumed that it, it was done on his own, um, but it was a strange place to go off. Um, corner after the complex. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, another incident, Camish and Tord off a little bit childish of each other. Yep. Um, did well to avoid a bigger incident, but I have to say I thought they were pretty petty here. One hit once, so one hit the other back. and Yeah, and yeah. They, they did what Smiley should have done previously, and they yeah. both, both went through the chicane and got away and kept on racing. I think that perhaps shows the difference in experience and maturity between the two drivers we're talking about, mm. uh, particularly 
Well, I suppose he's not that much more experienced, but... Camish, Camish knows racing. He's, yeah. he's a winner in Porsches. and Yeah, um, yeah Tordoff's been there long enough now to know, know better. Yeah, Talking of Tordoff, a very patient and good move by Plato on him uh, to, t- to move up the order for mm. Jason. I thought that his class and his racecraft showed there. It was one of those moves that Plato is a master of making. Just yeah. bide his time behind. Went wait until Tordoff made an ever so small mistake and was able to you know, power up the inside and get past. Good move. Well, I think Tordoff towards the end of the race was also struggling with tyres. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think the Honda is too kind to them. Uh, certainly in that shape, Honda. No. Uh, two of the things I noticed in this race as well, that Ingram and Sutton were very, very twitchy throughout this race. Um, Ingram's uh, car didn't seem to really sit well at the circuit at all this weekend. He did very well. He consolidated mm. a, a weekend and scored points well without really setting the world alight. And Sutton, I can't tell if that's him just pushing to try and get absolutely everything out yeah. of the car or or if it's poor setup or what. I think it's probably the former. I think that's yeah. Ash just wringing its neck. Pedal to the metal, as they say. Yeah, although Sutton finishing 11th in race two, he yeah. managed to get the reverse grid pole. He did. Uh, he did. Which fairly lucky for him. Um, yes, it was. It, it, it helped to save his weekends a little yeah. bit and, and go for damage limitation. Um, one interesting point that's made in the commentary is which I hadn't quite realised that Moffat is now a separate entity to the Team Sicily Motorsport yep. um, which I hadn't quite appreciated and they also said that they did little to no development on the, on the uh, Mercedes over the winter break. It shows. Yeah, it really does show, doesn't it? It does show. I mean, all three of the Mercedes were particularly slow this weekend. They're not good at fast tracks, but no. Moffat's not had a particularly good start to the season, period. No, um, nor has Robot. No. But that could be down to his inexperience with the car. Yeah. A and slowish car and inexperience. And Morgan has been really unlucky. Yeah, he has been, actually. And when he's not been unlucky, he's been nearer the front than the yes. other two and comfortably nearer the front than the other two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that that really did show, uh, and really has shown, actually, that Moffat does seem a long way off this year, which is a shame because he finished last year so strongly with a race win at Silverstone mm, and um, it was knocking on the door. And we. I don't think any of us consider him to be a, a real championship threat, but certainly you know podium challenger this season. Team Hard Cars again, very very slow, weren't they? The Volkswagens didn't seem they, to really work on the circuit at all, did they? They hardly got any showtime on on the coverage, no. um, apart from when there was a slight coming together in the final race, which we'll get onto. Race three. Oh, let's go on to it now. Say so we're racing through it, if you'll pardon the pun, and say there wasn't just not too much to talk about this nope. week, is there? Um, so Sutton on pole from a reverse grid, a little bit of rain as well chucked into the mix. Um, this was a bit more of an exciting race. It's what you'd expect for a race three, kind yep. of. Yeah, compared to, to what we'd had in the first two. Um, so Sutton led off pole, Cook was in front by the end of the first complex. I have to say, great rate. I mean, they're good friends off the grid oh, as yeah. well. But the, they always produce good races between them. They're so, fair. they're so clean but hard at the same time. Yeah. And Cook's move is excellent. It's a real lesson on how to pass hard but mm. fair, line the car up properly, um, and give enough space. And ultimately, you know, there was no no hint of a problem with that move at all. No, I think Sutton was always going to struggle as well. Just The car doesn't like this type of circuit, and he, he always does well to wrestle it round. Um, he's got and he's got a fairly weightless cook behind him in a very fast Honda. And yeah, it, to it was a case there. of damage limitation in this race yeah, for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, somebody who didn't get through the first complex, <laughs> uh, Rob Collar does love an incident or two, doesn't he? he? Does. I, 
he was going like double the speed of other people into that first complex and there was no wonder that the back end swapped round on him and he was there stranded in the middle of the track with the unfortunate Adam Morgan to pile drive into the back of him. Take his bumper clean off. Yep. It's an odd one though, isn't it? Because it's not a mistake you expect somebody like Collard to, to make, is it? I mean, no. Yeah, you expect him to know going in to that complex on cold tyres on a dampish track, you need, yep. you know, you can't be chucking it in like that. You're going to switch ends. No. Um, and that, it, it caused the safety car eventually as well. Um, yes. Because Morgan was just stranded, couldn't move. Collard was lucky to get going again, but needed to come in to, as you say, have the rear bumper ripped off. Yep. Um, quite unceremoniously by the team, <laughs> and then just pushed back out. <laughs> I think PMR can be really cross to that because they had a really good chance of A, getting a podium, mm. um, and B, just consolidating what was a very good weekend for them. Well, he was fairly lucky in the race because it wasn't the only safety car. No. Nope. Um, he managed to get back out on the lead lap as well. Yeah. And he did actually finish in the points in the yeah, end. Yeah, no, I mean, fourteenth. His recovery drive was excellent. Don't get me wrong, and we see that he is a very good racer at heart. Mm. He just doesn't half get involved in a couple of instances yes. as, as we go through. Um, Tore off again of another problem, and that sort of pulled him down the order. A mixture of bad luck and poor driving this season is, is costing him. Um, I wonder if he's feeling the pressure of Rory Butcher, who is just outshining him in every possible way, isn't he? he is. I, I've got down here, you know, Rory is such a fun driver to watch. He's so quick, he's so racy. And he's, he's laid back behind the scenes yeah. as well. Yeah, he just seems a really nice guy mm-hmm. on and off the track. Um, I think he's surprising a lot of people this season. Um, I'm, one, I'm wondering, because of his uh, Scottish heritage, whether he's getting any sort of like driver coaching from Shedden. Possibly. Um, because both of them, their home track is not Hill. Yeah. Um, and it would be quite easy for him to say, let's go down to the track, I'll teach you some stuff. Obviously, Shen's previous champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a possibility that we could see him as a champion one day? Roy Butcher? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he's got the race craft, doesn't he? Uh, I don't think it'll be this year, I have to no. say. Um, but he's got the race craft. I think there's going to be a lot of people sitting up and taking notice. I mean, we sniggered quite a lot last year at Silverstone that every time... Uh, <laughs> Tim Harvey was pushed for somebody to win the race in all three races went oh I fancy Rory Butcher yeah. uh, and he you know, couldn't have come through the field in what we know is a very poor MG Yeah, he's now in a, a car that's you know, much better than said oh, MG yeah. and he's really impressing me I have to say he he's constantly finishing in the points yep. he's, he's not done anything silly I say I don't think he'll win the championship I think, I think it's come too soon I think he will fizzle out during the mid term yeah, I don't think he's going to go particularly well at Croft and Alton Park as a as a pre prediction mm. now, uh, just because I don't think that's a, a track that's going to suit his car as much as anything else. But I, I think there's a real chance if he can stay in the sport and stay in a competitive car, he he could well be a champion. Yeah, as we said, there was a second safety car in the mm-hmm. final race uh, caused by first of all a spin by. Uh, Rob Smith, yes, who was then co- collected quite uh, firmly by Carl Bordley. The amount of smoke that Smith kicks up, um, yeah, it just blinds yeah. drivers behind him, and Bordley had nowhere to go. Yeah, quite lucky it wasn't a, a bigger incident, really. Yeah, um, they caught each other in a nice place, uh, as yeah. it were, bumper to bumper more than anything else, yeah. rather than T-boning like Jordan the week before. Um, talking of Jordan. He got quite a little bit of bad luck towards the end of the day. 
by a certain Stephen Jelly, and I've just got written down mm. here, pathetic. It was an absolutely stupid, and pathetic move. I've, I've got silly and very ambitious. <sighs> and this is the second time Jelly's done this. Brands Hatch springs to mind on Neil. Yeah. And it's almost the same move. Yeah. And it's stupid. Down the inside into the complex for the second part of it, and there's, there's no room there. There's no, there's no room at all. Um, and with the curbs, your car's always going to be kicked out to the side. Yeah. Um, and yeah, spin, spins Jordan round, and Jordan doesn't really recover. No, well, no. I would imagine he was carrying some damage from the yeah. incident. Um, but yeah, uh, Jelly is not impressing me this season. You know, he's constantly getting caught up in silly little things like this, where he leaves those gaps that that simply aren't there. Um, I mean, he's finishing well. Twelve's good for him. Mm. He's there, but yeah, there's going to be a bigger accident this year, which I think will be caused by. Stephen Jelly, I think that that that's something we can probably predict now. Let's hope not. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to predict it as such, but yeah, or wish it as such. But I think it's it's definitely there. Um, good recovery for Cook. Not a great weekend for no. him. Um, didn't qualify particularly well. Wasn't really uh, up with the pace. But a good win for him keeps him in the mix, and that's all that's you can certainly. do at this stage. You can you know, accept you'll have tracks you're not going to have it all, go all your way at. Um, yep. But you've got to keep yourself in the mix, and he's done that. Yeah, it was interesting to see this weekend. The top ten didn't really change that much. No, obviously there wasn't that much overtaking. The reverse grid was swapping the top eleven. Yeah, and not many other people actually broke into the top ten. No, no, I say uh, I think this is an opportunity lost for Tom Chilton. Um, mm. Again, just didn't have the pace at all this weekend. Oh, oh. again, none of the motorbase forwards did. Um, but yeah, he went a little bit under the under the radar really. Uh, anything else to add from race three? Uh, only that if it had rained harder, it had made it a lot more interesting. There were spits of yeah. rain at the start. Um, everyone started on slicks. Yep. Hamilton made the strange choice to come in on and put wets on and then changed his mind again. Um, but yeah, a little bit more rain could have made it a lot more interesting. Yeah, um, and perhaps it would have been better for Sutton if we know he is a, yes. a natural in the wet. Yeah, it wasn't a particularly exciting weekend, was it? Um, no. Should we deal with the post-race details then? So six penalties handed out. Yeah, I think the, I the think weekend. some of them are fairly obvious. Yeah. Although Mark Blundell only got a verbal warning for that instant with Chilton in qualifying, which surprises me. I don't quite understand how the hierarchy works. Is that better, worse than? Uh, no, so you'll get a verbal warning and then you'll get points, I right. believe. He's already had points. He's already had points, yeah. Chilton uh, was handed a 30-second time penalty at the conclusion of race two because he got a drive-through penalty. And didn't take it. And didn't take it. Yeah. I believe that drive-through penalty was for being out of position on the grid. Uh, two team hard drives also found themselves at the end of the stewards' uh, verbs. Uh, verb warnings for Bobby Thompson and Michael Kreese, for instance, with Nick Hamilton and Mark Blundell, respectively. And also a verbal warning handed out to Stephen Jelly uh, after his, uh, as pre-mentioned, uh, pathetic move on uh, Andrew Jordan. And Senator Proctor was penalised for an incident with Matt Simpson, again, just, I think, from memory. he. Uh... Yeah, I saw Matt Simpson parked up at the side of the road coming out yeah. of the complex with quite a lot of damage yeah. on uh, the left-hand side of the car. Again, uh, Proctor didn't really set the world alight at the back of the grid. He's having a difficult start to the season, isn't he? He is having a difficult start to the season, but the information that you found out earlier may well 
be the reasoning behind it? Yeah, so there is a, a website out there which has the uh, various car serial numbers on, uh, and uh, to cut a long story short, Proctor is driving the car that Plato had last season, previously handled by Price. Um, so it's clear, I think, that Team uh, BMR have a fast car and have mm. a bad car, and Sutton's very much in the quick car. Which might actually mean that Plato had some some reason for being annoyed or perturbed by not having the right car under him. Yeah, although I think he never got to grips with the Subaru. No. I don't think he ever would have got to he grips with the Subaru. I don't think he likes rear-wheel drive. Well, certainly not that style of rear-wheel drive. A no. big, heavy um, sort of tank. He, I'd, I'd be interested to see how he'd do in a BMW, I have to say. Yeah. But yeah, he's back home at Vauxhall. He's doing well so far. Cheers. Right, so we move on to the driver of the day. Um, Certainly. Well, do you want to go there first? Uh, so my driver of the day was Andrew Jordan. Okay. Simply because of that bounce back ability that he has. Like a rubber ball. Yeah, going best way to sort of like put any doubts in your mind, any fears that you might have after such a big accident, mm -hmm. to go out and win the first two races. Yes, he was very unlucky in race three yep. with that incident and should have probably have finished in the points if it weren't for that. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I have got two which I want to give a shout out to. Um, I've, I've been banging his drum all pod, which is un unlike me. Yeah. Um, as I'm not his greatest or most ardent of fans. Um, but I've got to put Plato in the mix. Yeah, I thought it was a real solid weekend for him. Uh, a track that has been dominated by the BMWs and the Hondas. I thought he held his own really, really well. It's consistent, wasn't he? That's the first time he's been consistent in a weekend for. As long uh, I can't remember the last they, time it was that consistent. Both of them had a fairly decent weekend at mm. Donington as well. Which it, the pace in that car is promising. Yeah, it's they just need to fully unlock it. Yeah, and I think that's going to come throughout the season. I think the PMR are a relatively new team on the grid. They've now got two very experienced drivers under their belt that can possibly take them to that next level. Next level, you know, they've been very good at bringing through younger drivers, Cook, yeah. Proctor, etc. But now I think if PMR want to to progress themselves. They need this experienced lineup, and I think they're going to get a lot out of their drivers, and the drivers get a lot out of them. Um, yeah. I have to give a shout out to Roy Butcher as well, though. Again, his pace and his driving craft well, yeah, has been excellent. Not just driver of the day, driver of the season so far for me. Yeah, no, I couldn't disagree with that. I couldn't disagree with that. Uh, villain of the day, it's harsh for me to say Chilton, as you kind of think that you know his day was very much impacted by listening qual qualifying yeah. and what happened there. But as I've mentioned, he didn't progress uh, nearly as well as I thought he would. I've also got Carr down as he does love to get involved in an incident or two. Mm. Um, but I think the real villain of the day, unfortunately, has to go to uh, Oliphant. Uh, we know the BMWs are quick. That's been evidenced by Jordan, by uh, Turkson, by Jelly to an extent. Yeah. And he just wasn't anywhere near, was he? Apart from race three, uh, where obviously he had no weight. Um, he finished behind them all day, apart from race three. Yeah, race three was slightly closer uh, to to the front end, and yeah, was the, the highest finisher. But I mean, yeah, we know that car's quick. Mm. I expected more this weekend yeah. from him. He certainly should have been closer in uh, race one and race two. He yeah. didn't have a particularly good qualifying either. No. Down in tenth, which yeah, top ten's okay, but when you're up third and fourth with the other two, yeah, you expect him to be been, ahead, ahead yeah. of Plato Sutton. He's been matching Turkington for the first two weekends of the season. Yeah, yeah, you'd expect it to be higher than he was. He yeah. didn't really do much with the car, I don't think. And he had he had the tools at his disposal. I don't think he used them particularly effectively this weekend. No, uh, mine is fairly obvious. 
uh, it's Mark Blundell simply yeah, for okay. almost the inexperience in driver craft mm -hmm. um, obviously with the massive incident that happened during qualifying it was completely his fault and I think Chilton is right in labelling him dangerous because you can't have someone on a track that isn't aware of his surroundings especially someone that is that experienced and has been in racing for so long um, and then the errors were just I don't know, compounded for the rest of the weekend yep. he, he didn't perform well at all no, I think he's out of his depth a little bit here. Um, yes, it's different. F1 and Le Mans are both big disciplines to racing, but the contact and the closeness of the touring car grid is unlike anything he's racing before. We we were both surprised when he was announced back on the grid. We were like, really? Um, is is he past it at his age? He's in the same sort of age category as Plato and Neil. Yeah. Albeit they are absolute veterans of this. Exactly. Of this, of this uh, championship. That's the difference. I I'd think. like to think he can improve. Mm. Um, and in a way, we've allowed people like Chris to make similar errors and sort of laugh it up because he's quite a fun guy and quite. Mm. So perhaps we're giving him a slightly. I'm playing Dad's effort to a yeah. point. Cause I do agree with you. Um, I, yeah, I've expected more from him so far. Um, It'll be, it'll be interesting to see where he stands at the midpoint of the season because I think that's where, that's when trade price cars are going to have to make some sort of decision whether they do keep him on or whether they look to bring someone else in. Promise, of course, if they try to bring somebody younger, they won't necessarily have the sponsorship. sponsorship and Blundell yeah. has brought HP to the grid, which can only be a good thing to have yeah. a big name of that on the grid. Yeah. Um, surprise of the weekend. Um, my surprise... Wow... After the first two weekends, it isn't as much of a surprise as you might think, but Rory Butcher, just for his pure consistency. I mean, he's had um, a a fifth, a seventh, and a second Yep, consistent. across the three races. Good points. Is Yeah, is exactly what you need at this point in the season. And to come out after those three races, levelling points with Turkington at the top of the championship, yep. with... None of us, I don't think, would have called that at the start of the season. No, not, not at all. Not at all. And it, yeah, he's he's in my surprise of the weekend for those reasons that he's ending the weekend level at the top with Colin Turkington, which, yeah, that, yeah. that's incredible. Um, but my other surprise of the weekend is, uh, I promise I'm not being paid by them, um, the pace of the Astros. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was just surprised. You know, I thought they were very, very good this weekend. Um, the pace was there all weekend long. Yeah. Uh, they they held their own in the races. Could have had more um, if Collard hadn't had his instant race three. I think a podium was on. I have to mm. say. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the Ashes were particularly impressive, and perhaps even more so because we weren't expecting them to be. You, when we looked at Clarkson mm. before, we thought, yeah, BMWs, Hondas are going to yeah. uh, own the circuit. Yeah, and he, I thought the Ashes were very good. Um, quick shout as well. Uh, Tom Ingram the car didn't really work here but he was surprisingly consistent um, I think he scored points in all races yeah showed he? his ability as a driver yeah um, and I, yeah he's not going to win the championship this year but I'm very excited already to see what he's going to do next year because yep. I think that next year he could not dominate but I think he'll be very very strong next year yes should we do the standings before having some final thoughts and any yeah. business cool Certainly. so as you mentioned you know, Butcher and Turkson joint top 
Josh Cook only two points behind. A good save from Cook because he'd say he didn't have the greatest mm. weekends, but he's come out only two points behind. Yeah, that win in the final race really helped helped him boost his points yeah. this weekend. I mean, and Sutton's only five points back as well. Again, not the greatest, greatest weekend, but did enough to consolidate the damage. Yep. And it just goes to show, if you consistently score the points, you don't make the silly moves that jeopardise your race and put you out of the points, you're going to be at the top end of the championship. And, you know... A bit of a gap is opening up now from the top four to fifth. Yeah, um, 12 points to Neil, another a further four points to Ingram, still up there in sixth, yeah, as we yeah. said, consistent so far. Um, Chilton's title hopes took a pretty massive hit this weekend. Well, well here's the opposite of what I've just been saying with, with Sutton and Cook, you know, yeah. hasn't scored the points in a consistent manner. Um, Although seventh in the championship, he is only 68 points, um, which is a fairly hefty margin behind the yeah, leaders. Yeah, he's almost half the, half the yeah. way back. Almost. Um, Plato rounds off the top ten with sixty. Yeah, yeah, good effort. Yeah. Good effort. It's impossible to say where you think it's going to go, but I do think we're looking at it's going to be one of those from the top four that win this championship. I know that's quite sweeping already, but mm, it's, that is quite sweeping. It is, but I think okay, it's going to be one of those three. I think we can take out Roy Butcher, even with Jordan in ninth, with even, the pace of that BMW. I know yeah, he's, we, he's had his bad weekend. But yeah, we're going to go to a couple of tracks where I don't think that pace of BMW is going to be particularly useful. I don't think that's going to go well at Alton Park. It will go okay at Croft. It will go okay at Croft, yeah. But the Subaru, and Snip. But the Subaru goes okay at Croft. Mm. So, I don't think there's many tracks left where he's going to have such an advantage. Okay, we'll go Thruxton again. Yep. But, we've seen this weekend, even with that pace of the car, his... his uh, competitors a have quick cars in Cook and Butcher or mm. have the racecraft or something like Sutton who will get points. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be one of Turks and Cook or Sutton this year. Okay. Four drivers not to score points yet. Will we get all of them this season? I think we will. Just by the fact that you look at some people that already have scored points. You know, we've, we've given Blundell quite a hard ride. He has scored points. Goff's done nothing this season but has scored points as well. I think we'll get all, all drivers scoring points. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I'm sticking to it. At the start of the season, I said that I thought we would get everyone scoring points of that who started the season. Yeah, I think we will. Manufacturers, um, Honda remain top, BMW second, 15 points behind. Oliphant hasn't particularly helped them this weekend. Not, not um, particularly, no. Not particularly, no. Uh, Subaru on 205, uh, I would be expecting one of Honda or BMW to win it this year. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, on to the teams then. We have Halford's USA Racing top by five points from BMW. A very consistent weekend for both Kamish and Neil this weekend, yes. which has pushed them up. And of course, um, Pertec with Jordan are separate to BMW, which yep. is why they've dropped. Yep. Interesting that the uh, Powermax Racing are ahead of Adrian Flux Subaru. Um, well, it's interesting, but we know that Proctor's not scoring points. Yeah. But that would be a nice little thing for Plato, won't it? He'll be quite, quite mm. happy, quietly yeah. happy that he's he's doing well. He's outperforming yeah. them at the moment. Um, but and BTC Racing and Cobra Sport are still there. They're doing really, really well, aren't they? Yeah, both of them are looking nice and consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are a couple of races where Smiley may score only a few points. Same with Tordoff. Um, but yeah, they're. Those two are going to have a good fight towards the end of the season. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The independent driver's standings, as you would expect, Butcher top, yeah. 139 points from Josh Cook on 130. Gap now to Chilton. 
fairly fairly substantial gap down to 106 to Chiltern. Um, yeah. And then Jake Hill obviously had a strong strong start at Brands, slightly tailing off um, in fourth now, 98 points. Uh, again, it was a solid weekend for Hill here. I don't think he expected the Audi to be particularly good at Thruxton. Um, but he got he got points. He did what he could yep. do. He did the best of what he could. He's, I have to say, and it pains me slightly because you know my previous views <laughs> on Hill. I think he's gone away and he's come back a much more mature, mature. and better driver. Yep. And I'm prepared to eat my words a little bit here. I did groan when I saw he was back on the grid because before he was involved in incident after incident, it was a bit silly, a bit arrogant, a bit cocky. Yep. So far this season, he's really impressed me. I think he's mellowed and matured, and credit to him, credit to him. Uh, and then we've got three drivers on 81 points in Tordoff, Morgan and Jelly. Indeed. In terms of the independent teams, as you'd expect, it's uh, BTC Racing from Cobra, AMD, Auto Aid slash RCIB Insurance. <gasps> <laughs> and then TradePriceCars.com are behind there. Interesting to see that they're just ahead of um, Shredded Wheat racing, obviously Chilton and Jackson yeah. you'd expect to be performing better than effectively what's Hill on his own at the moment. Yeah, but uh, I think, well to be fair, I think it's Chilton on his own, to be yeah. fair with the shredded wheat team uh, Jackson scores the odd point here Hamilton, you might as well not bother with my you so he's not going to score many points this season anyway it doesn't matter because he's separate anyway uh, in terms of the Jack Sears trophy then this is for uh, drivers that haven't had a podium coming to this season and unsurprisingly Rory Butcher absolutely <laughs> dominates the way um, neither him nor Oliphant will be in this next year um, but yeah it's Rory Butcher 174 from Tom Oliphant in 141 one of those two will win the title this yes. season without a shadow of a doubt um I think it'll probably be Butcher. Um, yeah. And then Bobby Thompson, Rob Smith, Crees, all in the 90s, battling for third place there. Yep. Um, respectable from all those drivers who are relatively new to the championship, obviously, Thompson had yep. last year. Um, but, yeah. Some final thoughts then. We'll do a, a Thruxton final thought, then AOB final thought. Um, I'm not a fan of Thruxton. No, it was it was poor. It was poor quality of racing. It was. I messaged you on the day. Uh, normally we watch together, but for various reasons we couldn't this weekend. Um, it's the only track I really couldn't care less about. I've got no interest in going to it whatsoever. There's, I mean, I want to go to every other track on mm. the circuit. <sighs> well, I, I think the, ma- the major issue, as I said at the start of the podcast, there's two big braking zones, which is normally where you get your overtaking done. Yeah. And that's the issue. It's just, it's just a track about speed. It's not about anything else. Yeah. It's about speed. And the touring cars is not a circuit about. Oh sorry, it's not a competition about speed. No, and um, I think I think as the cars have developed over time, those fast corners out the back of the circuit they're just flat out now anyway. Yeah. yeah. Because they've been able to develop so much mechanical and aerodynamic grip. Yeah. That it, it doesn't become much of a corner to them. No, so at this point we go here twice. I think there's better options. I mean, Donington's got a GP circuit. Silverstone's yeah. got three layouts. Um, I just think there's better options on the track. Snet's got a different layout as yeah. well. I just think there's better options on the on the circuit. I did see somebody on a British Road Car forum suggest that they did knock Hill twice, once in reverse, which would be... <laughs> <laughs> that could be quite um, interesting. It'd be interesting to see if they could get to Cadwell Park, but I think it's far too narrow. I think it is too narrow, yeah. I think they need to look at this, though, because I think that... I don't like... Fundamentally, I don't like going to any track twice. Even no. the brands, I don't particularly like going to. I know it's a different circuit, but I think you should try and have it as many places as possible. Yeah. Um, 
I know that with Rockingham sort of last minute's death they had to pack in something quite quickly mm. um, but I hope that next year we get a different track on the yeah on I the think calendar. I think we should be seeing Anglesey next year yeah yeah um, which will be exciting to to see I wouldn't mind if we went back to uh, is it Mondello Park Mondello in Ireland Ireland yeah that for one season that was quite a good race was. wasn't it yeah, I'd like to see a different track rather than Thruxton twice. Um, before we do a quick preview on Croft, any other business? I've got a couple of bits written down. Um, it was nice to see the minis added to the uh, the, the schedule for this weekend. Obviously going to join full-time next year. It's fantastic entertainment, yeah. um, both in the smaller minis and the proper racing minis. You, you get such close racing when you have cars that are practically the same. Yeah. Um, and then it's down to driver skill and driver level and, and making the most and we saw a lot in those races that you don't want to be first onto the last lap no. because you just get slipstream past um, but yeah very ex very exciting racing yeah I'm very much looking forward to those being added to the calendar next year I'm not a fan of us sacking the Renaults for them but um, yeah they look like they're going to be add something to the sport yeah. and the drivers who drive are all absolutely mental aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be quite interesting for next year looking forward to seeing those um, my other bit of AOB is it time for Team Hard to ditch the Volkswagens they're just not very fast they're poor aren't they they did okay at Brands but I think that's more down to early season rustiness from mm. the teams and drivers you weren't really in the mix at Donington nowhere near in the mix here you would expect if anyone was to get the most out of the car it would be Jack Goff mm -hmm. and even he is struggling yeah. um, and I think we don't have well okay we have the saloon in the BMW yeah but that we've seen that win titles before yeah and they've come back this year with obviously the three series as well but the Volkswagen seems like another three foot longer than that and I think that's part of the issue it's just not the right shape it's a bit it's boaty isn't it it's boaty it's bulky it's yeah it's cumbersome it's you know in the way that the Vorg is but the Vorg is a little bit well, I don't know, actually, it's very similar to the Borg. It just doesn't quite work. Yeah, I mean, we had the uh, Civic Estate yeah. for one year. Doesn't and that only stayed work. for one year because yeah. it, it wasn't the right car for the team. It wasn't working. You look at the cars that have gone fast. I mean, last year, I suppose, you also had Tom Ingram's events. This was a, was mm -hmm. a saloon. Um, perhaps they could think about getting four events. I don't know if a Toyota would supply them what with their deal well, with Tom, but I mean. I wonder whether they should just move to a hatch. Yeah. As in Go golf. Golf. With race golfs before. It, it's proven that golf and Scirocco's make for good racing in the VW Cup that support the GT series. Yeah. Um, so whether you could bring that in as well. I know they do uh, sort of like a world touring car um, in a golf shape. Yeah. Yeah. So it could always be a possibility. Potentially move to Audi S3s. Possibly, Outbacks. yeah. Outbacks. Yeah. Um, I think they need to look at it. I think the problem is, of course, that Team Hard have a limited budget. Mm. Um, they Fair can't enough. really be seen by four new cars. And if they're going to ditch the uh, Volkswagens, they may very well have to ditch drivers, which mm. we don't want to see because Team Hard are very good at giving up-and-coming drivers their chance. chance Pre-sportly yeah. Bobby Thompson, before <laughs> golf, they were giving a chance to... Um, Bushel. Bushel. I suppose it, yeah, I mean, Goff's a young driver who you want to see on the grid as well, so they've you know, got him a drive. You don't want to see them not putting people on the grid, but I don't want to see them so uncompetitive either mm. because I think that they've, they've got good drivers up there. I'd like to see those drivers bang on the door a bit more. Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes to, to get the results that you want, you've got to invest, um, and I think that would be a solid investment for them. Yeah. 
Although presumably there's two WSR um, BMWs going somewhere. I assume Jelly's got one of them. Well, there'll be three, won't there? Well, no, because I assume Jelly's got one of them from last year. Jelly had a one series last year as well. But he not upgraded to one of the old WSR ones. He has upgraded the engine, but he's still the same shell. Oh, okay. So there's potentially still so there's potentially three WSR BMWs yes. out there. One series, yeah. Potential. Yeah, you lose a driver, much. but difficult. I say I don't want to be too harsh on the hire because they also do a fantastic job of supporting the um, support races. They've got cars in the minis. They've got yeah, cars in the genetics. Yeah, I think what he's building there. Um, is, yeah, credit to Tony Gillum. Yeah, I think he's trying to give teams and drivers the best chance they've got. Uh, so I don't want to be particularly harsh. I suppose I want it to be better for him to reflect mm. the work he's put in. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, I just think that perhaps it's time to to call time on the Volkswagens and try and find a way into next year. Mm. Renault began. No, okay. no. Okay. no the, the Megans have changed a lot from that old era I suppose I just want to see a different car on the grid rather than another set of BMW user yeah, um, yeah it was much be the BMW versus Honda series yes um, but yeah perhaps Audi S3s well Croft is next up it's going to be a circuit for the BMWs Yes, it's very much. Probably so. going to be a circuit for the Hondas by that note. By very, that notion. very quick track, and the, apparently there's been quite a lot of resurfacing. Yes, there has. Uh, so it should be nice and grippy. The Subarus, well, I'd say Subarus. Sutton often goes very well at Croft, though. Mm, he could be a spanner in the works this week uh, or the weekend coming for that. Um, I would expect Proctor not to be the same. I think I think Sutton just if you give him a horse and car to find a way of getting it to the front of the grid he is uh, astonishing I think we'll see a slight setback for the Astros going into this weekend after a good weekend at Thruxton but who knows I mean, we didn't see him having yeah. this weekend at Thruxton so who knows if they, they've got the pace I think Motorbase will struggle again at Croft yes um, I think that's pretty much it isn't it I think, yeah. I think the cars that went well at Thruxton will probably go well at Croft yeah it'll, it'll be the 15th and 16th of June indeed um, so a bit of a wait but it is. There's a lot of football to get out of the way before then. Yes. Uh, and someone's birthday. So yep. we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see you after Croft then. See you next time. Fantastic. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, please do get on iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. If it, even if it's only a star uh, or a star score, preferably not one, uh, it will help us move up the ratings and get us to more of you. And do pass the pod in whatever way you can. And if you find a particularly exciting way to pass it, let us know. Yeah. Right. Thanks very much. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 